0: Hello, and welcome to Logos and Life Community Church, where the revelation of God's Word meets life application, where you have the freedom to worship and serve. If you ever find yourself in Shreveport, Louisiana, we would love for you to join us. But for now, join us for a message that is already in progress. Now, if anyone has caused pain, He has caused it not to me, but in some measure, not to put too severely to all of you. For such one, this punishment by the majority is enough. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I beg you to affirm your love for him. For this is why I wrote that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ, so that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Amen? Amen. For the grass us and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord shall stand our ways. What you have just heard was a reading from God's holy word, The topic today will be how to avoid the schemes of unforgiveness. How to avoid the schemes of unforgiveness. The schemes of unforgiveness. And once again, I think this is a really good time to start this series because we're right off of the the eve of Resurrection Sunday. Amen? And with Resurrection Sunday, it's like, God's people is fired up after Resurrection Sunday. God, people have momentum, and we, we are not just fired up, but we ramped up. Amen? But as we are ramped up and as we are fired up, that means the schemes of the devil has been stirred up. Because the devil don't want us to be fired up. For the Lord. The devil don't want us to have a momentum for the Lord. So he would rather we are fighting and fussing and feuding with one another than, than being ready to serve the Lord. Amen? He does not want us to be on fire for the Lord. he wants want us to be in odds with one another. Yeah. Yeah. So the devil has launched his schemes. Yeah. And I would like to define a scheme in my old little special way. A scheme is an elaborate, systematic, well-thought, sleight of hand, secret plan designed to accomplish and achieve one goal. And that goal is to create distance between you and God. Now, I know you're saying, Pastor, how can it be a scheme if I know exactly what it is? Right, the devil knows that you know he wants to create distance. Well, that's not the scheme. The scheme is he will create distance in such a way till you won't even know it's him. You won't even know. That's what the sleight of hand is when we are watching magic shows or something and they'll do all the smoking, have the pretty woman get in your eyes to look at his assistant and look at the lights and the glimmer when the trick is happening somewhere else. This is the plot and the scheme of the devil. He tries to get us Focus on one thing and miss where everything else is happening. Missing the trick. Amen. The devil is looking into our lives and listening to our conversations. And, and he is customizing plans that will distance us from God. Everything Jesus is, Satan is not. Jesus encourages unity where Satan encourages division. Amen. Jesus wants us to forgive them. Satan wants us to cancel them. Yeah. See, there's a whole culture Satan has made now called the cancel culture. It's when you comb through the past and find one thing that will disrupt everything. It's, and, and it's that cancel culture to where it's okay when you're the judge or the jury, but things change when you're at the table and the cancel culture makes you think that you have to live a perfect life, but that's the scheme. If I find one thing, you can lose everything. The scheme is we have to live a perfect life, but we understand that no one is perfect, so now you are bought into a scheme that's impossible to work out for your good. This cancel culture well, Pastor, you don't know what they did. I don't know what you did. All right. But God still forgave us. Yeah, right. yeah, that's good. I know that's right. Yeah. I truly believe that Jesus has given us forgiveness as a pillar yeah. that holds up our, or as a fail-safe for unity. Uh -uh. He's giving us forgiveness that keeps us together. Because as soon as you do something wrong in a marriage, if there's no um, forgiveness, there's divorce. So forgiveness is what keeps us together. Forgiveness is really a show of love. And and some people like to hold grudges. They don't like to forgive. And and I always say this. I read this quote years ago that when you hold a grudge thinking it's hurting somebody else, it is equivalent to you drinking poison and hoping they die. The basis for forgiveness is not based on how you feel. It's derived from who you are. See, how I forgive is based on who I am and not based on how I feel. See, we tend to handle people based on how they make me feel. The pain they cause, the anguish they cause, the stress they cause, how angry I am. And we tend to operate out of anger and pain and stress and sorrow. But forgiveness is not based on how you feel, my dear. Yeah. It's really a revelation of who you truly. I can really see who you are based on how you're willing to forgive. Yeah. Last thing I'm gonna say before I get to the text is, this, I'm just trying to prepare, trying to prepare us for this this lesson. And then I get people that say this. Well, I gotta turn the other cheek. Well, I gotta be the bigger person. Well, just let me help you. Don't worry about it. Turning the other cheek and being the bigger person is only a requirement for a child of God. So if you are a child of God, this is a requirement that you turn the other. Well, why I got to be the bigger person? Because you are. I have no other reason that, well, why I got to turn the other cheek? You know? Only if you're a child of God. It's not expected for the world to turn the other cheek. It's not expected for the world to take the high road. It's not expected for the world to come back and try to get back. That's not an expectation of the world. Oh, but it is an expectation of the people of God. We are different. We're not better, we're different. You're either a child of God or a child of this world. And your mouth don't predicate which inheritance you got. Or who your father is. Your actions and your heart does. That's That's good. How to avoid the schemes. Let me give you some background so I can take you here. What has happened is this. Paul had already sent some teaching to the church of Corinth. Amen? And he gave it to them for them to know how to run the church. But the people... Disagree. And a report got back to Paul that it wasn't working out well. It wasn't going good. They wasn't looking like the church. Hence, Paul writes a letter to correct this behavior, to address this behavior. We call it 1 Corinthians. Yeah. Well, once they received this letter, once the church received it, this ain't the people outside the church. So everybody, understand, everybody we talking about today, church boy. I, want you to, I don't want you to exempt yourself like Pastor talking about the world. No, he wrote this to the church because of the problems he was seeing in the church. And he sent them the letter to address the problem, but they rejected the letter. The church rejected the letter. Actually, they really rejected Paul. Let me tell you why. Because Paul was poor. Because Paul was always suffering. How, how do you want to follow somebody that's suffering all the time? they got a lot on their mind all the time. How do you want to follow somebody that's going through a lot? How do you want to follow someone that's not eloquent of speech? Paul wasn't an eloquent speaker. So what happened was through their town of Corinth, speakers would come that was well off had plenty of money, plenty of houses, they looked real good, had the highest of education, they was able to dissect that word, and oh, the people were it, like, oh, and my pastor can sing, oh, and he's smart, and he, Dr. Rem, teacher, judge, and he, oh, and they fell in love with who, and then all the accolades, but they missed the word. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. But then they realized they were wrong. And they apologized to Paul. So Paul writes another letter. Keep in mind, Paul had returned. And and when you read the text, it it calls it a a, a trip of tears or the trip of pain, the journey of pain. Because Paul says, I was hurt and you was hurt. I was sad and you were sad. But Paul writes what we call 2 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians. He wrote it saying, I know we've been through a lot, but I still love you. This is the precipice that we read 2 Corinthians 2. Yeah. Are y'all ready for the text? Yeah. Paul basically saying, I know we got issues, but I still love you. See, you need to text that to somebody today. This was Paul sending a text message to the people in the church saying, I know there's issues, but I still love you. I know there's some stuff that ain't quite right, but I still love you. I I know you may not come, but I'm still there for you. Okay, don't worry about it. So how do we avoid the scheme of unforgiveness? Number one, don't add to the pain. Pastor, what does it say in the text? Let's go to verse 5 and 6.
1: Now, if anyone
0: has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measure, or not to put it too severely, to all of you. For such one, this punishment by the majority is enough. Okay, let me let let you know. First of all, he's saying at some point, somebody got to stop the pain. Uh We cannot compile pain on top of pain thinking we're going to move past pain. Uh This is one of the schemes of the enemy. He says, let the current pain be enough. I keep saying that. Forgiveness is not based on how you feel. Because if forgiveness is based on how you feel, when they cause you pain, you're going to return pain. But when you respond from the heart, the relationship matters. Not what they hurt. The relationship, and, and especially when I'm, I'm, I'm doing premarital counseling or postmarital counseling, I always tell people that there's a certain way you got to fight. You gotta learn how to fight. And in in premarital counseling, you gotta teach people how to fight. Because what happens is they gotta ask this question Do the pain that person caused supersede the love you have? Or does the love you have supersede the pain they caused? He's saying at some point, we gotta stop returning pain with pain. I wanna say this. To go back to the, why wow, I got to be the one? Okay. I'll just say, in the situation, I pray that somebody's saved. I pray that you the one that is saved. And you respond like you are saved. And to say this. The reason why I got to stop the pain, because as we all know, and the doctor can attest to it, that pain radiates. Pain moves through the body. I don't know why, Doc, you're going to have to help me? They call it a funny bone, because ain't nothing funny about it when you hit it. Maybe that's just us calling it a funny bone. Maybe it's a different thing. But once you hit your elbow, your hand hurt. It, and, 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 and then once the, your heart starts hurting, it, when, when you go to the doctor and you're having heart issues, they, they first want to know, is there pain radiating down your arm? Isn't it amazing how the pain is never centralized? It always radiates. Through the body. Oh, can I just say this real quick? The pain not only radiates through the human body, but pain has a way of radiating through the body of Christ. Yeah. Oh, because watch this. Somebody can, somebody over here can do something bad to somebody over there. And the somebody over there may be connected to somebody over here. And now that pain has moved through. But let me pause right here to tell you why it is so important that we got to stop the pain from moving. Because we are one body. Yeah. How about I say it like this. My baby just had knee surgery. But her knee is not connected to her hand. And the fact that she can't move like she used to affects what she can do. All because the pain in her knee. And the pain in her knee, she got something in her side. And then her side got to strengthen her quads. Her quad got to strengthen the ligaments. And all of that work together so we can get the body back moving as one. This is what the enemy wants. He wants pain to radiate through your marriage, pain to radiate through your job, pain yeah. to radiate through the church. Why? So you will not be doing what you're supposed to do. So you won't move like you're supposed to move, but you won't recognize it because it's a scheme. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. That's good. Pain not only radiates, it perpetuates. Yeah. Oh, boy, them preacher terms, ain't <laughs> it don't just radiate, it perpetuates what you mean. If somebody hurts you, it seems like every time you see them, you get hurt all over again, yeah. that you're mad all over again, yeah. that it seems like, you. oh, let them call your phone. you like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and don't let us see them. She better not speak to me. Oh, and you know what? If she don't speak to me, oh thank you for finishing that text if she don't speak to me i ain't gonna speak to her if he don't say what's up to me I ain't no use to you know hey i ain't trying to cause nothing hey, hey don't do nothing don't be nothing and this is what we're thinking but not understanding this is a part of the scheme that it's your job to speak especially if they don't why because the text tells us in hebrew that we are to come into the assembly of god looking to stir Another You can't just walk past people. Why? Because you're the church. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's okay. Yes, sir. It's good. <laughs> <Dr. Brian>. That's good. Dr. Bryan in the house. We see them and we go the other way. We perpetuate it. Yeah. We allow it to keep going. And I, I, I want to let you know right now, just like your medical history, just because you ignore it don't mean it goes away. Actually, it get worse, and then you go see Doc, and she tell you if you woulda came and Oh my goodness! He said the first way to avoid unforgiveness is don't add to the pain. That's the first way. Don't add to the pain. Don't add to it. Which means you don't have to return fire. I know they shooting at you, but you don't have to return fire. Pastor. Why why I can't return fire? Because the fire they're shooting at you can't kill you if you got on the whole armor of God. Because in in Ephesians 6 and 11, Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand the schemes of the devil. Which means the devil is only attacking the parts of the armor you don't securely have on or the parts of the armor you ain't truly faithful in. I want to shoot back a dart because they fired a dart. Well, that breastplate of righteousness should not let it affect you. Right. That's good. The sword you carry should not let it affect you. The shield of faith that's in the front. And the reason why the devil is attacking your faith with doubt is because it's not secure to you. It's because you don't trust the armor. Oh, wait. So we feel we got to return fire. Is one coming your way? I think we was taught at a young age. I know in my house, truth be told, if you get a lick, if you give a lick, you're gonna get one. And then they go even further to say, if you're big enough to pass one, you better be big enough to take one. Well, that's not the text. The text says, if you're big enough to take one, don't add to it. Oh, I know we're quiet because I know y'all going, on oh, but pastor, they out there with real weapons. Yeah, that's the physical the devil's trying to get you to see. This war is spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Number two, not only do we don't add to the pain, number two is we forgive them and comfort them quickly. Forgive them, comfort them quickly. Let's look at the text, verse 7. So you should rather turn to forgive them, I mean forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Okay, I want to I first stop and look at the turn. When he says that you should rather turn, that means your first instinct is probably going to be the get back. When they hurt you, when you get hurt, the first thing after hurt is how I'm going to get them back sometime. But you got to, you gotta turn from that. You gotta turn from that desire to retaliate. You gotta turn from that, 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 that um that mentality of having revenge. Because vengeance is not yours. When did you go to heaven and snatch vengeance out of God's hands? Because vengeance was never yours. Vengeance, according to the scripture, says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So if you are getting vengeance, Comfort them quickly and I'm, I'm going to cover the forgive and comfort, but it's something that I'm feeling that I need to go to this part first. We have to let the pain they cause already not allow us to pile up pain and then turn the error of their ways into a category that's unforgivable. What are you saying? If they do something to hurt you and you don't forgive them, and you don't comfort them, and you tell them that the error of their ways is unforgivable, it has the ability of catapulting people in areas we can't get them back from. How would you like it if God says that what you did was unforgivable? Unforgivable is saying, I have no chance to reconcile this relationship. I have no chance of getting back with you. I have no chance of bringing it back when we had harmony and love and unity. I have no chance. And when we don't comfort them, when we don't turn, when we don't forgive them, it catapults people into a place of darkness. And when you in the oh, watch this. You can be in the sunlight in the middle of darkness. Then it goes from darkness to detachment. Because I know we ain't where we used to be, I'm in a dark place and I can be around you but I'm no longer attached to you. And then that detachment will lead to depression. And I can hang out with you, laugh with you, but my mind is in a dark place. My heart is now detached and I find myself in depression. Sometimes And then we wonder, man, why this person killed themselves? Why this person gave up on life? Why this person is homeless? Why is this person no longer with their family? It's probably because we refuse to turn. We refuse to forgive them. We refuse to comfort them. And what happened is they became overwhelmed by the fact that no matter what I do, we won't recover. This is serious. Don't let what your child do make you just throw them all the way away. Even if they don't respond to you, keep calling. Uh, even if mama and daddy don't respond like they should, keep texting. No, let them know. Uh, let me. We cannot continue to push people away as the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where they out there doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. We still gotta keep checking on. Because how you treat me has nothing to do with how I treat you. And that's what people say. Well you treat me good, I treat you good. You do something nice for me, I do something. Now watch this. If you bought me something for my birthday, because I bought you something for your birthday, that's an exchange. No, but if your heart is in the relationship, whether I did anything or not, your heart should move. So if we love people in the church, if you love the people in your family, you won't turn your back again. I know they're in jail. I know they're on drugs. I know they're addicted. And some of them not in jail. Some of them not addicted. Some of them addicted to the world. We cannot make people think that what they did is unforgivable. Because what if God told you that? I ought to send Jesus, but you know what? Mm-mm, y'all too far gone. Mm-hmm. So I beg you, reaffirm your love. I ain't not do no amen right there. Because you know why? This yeah. Yeah. is hard. This is hard. Reaffirm your love. That's your next point. Reaffirm to avoid the schemes of unforgiveness. Reaffirm your love. There was a quote by Francois de la, Rocha, de la called that said this, One forgives to the degree that one loves. One forgives to the degree that one loves. Which means the measurement of your love for them has to match the measurement of your forgiveness for them. Which means if your forgiveness is shallow, that's because your love is shallow. If the forgiveness is deep, that's because your love is deep. Even Keith Sweat wanted to know how deep was your love. You know why? Because on the other side, because of the depth of your love, will show me and prove to me the depth of your forgiveness. Yeah. That's good. Hmm. So what I'm trying to say, the reason why this is hard is this. Paul is letting the church know the proper response to pain is love. And not vengeance. The proper response to pain say it, is love. Oh, y'all got got something to get (laughs) done? Say the proper proper response to pain 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 is 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 love. He says reaffirm your love to them. Watch this. Okay. How about I just keep it in the text? I've given you too many practical examples. How about I give you a practical scriptorial example? Here we go. We cause God pain when we serve idols instead of him. We cause God pain when we worship other things instead of him. We cause God pain when we don't do what he say when we disobey his word we have caused god plenty of pain and then god responds to all the pain that we caused him through love what's the scripture john 3:16 because of the pain we caused god so loved the world he says you know what they have caused me so much pain and the only way to cease their pain is to let them know the depth of my love that the one that is causing the pain will mirror at the love that they see you're showing and fail to continue in the pain because of the love you're showing. I'm not going to give you a reason to fight me. But but love is the reason not to hurt me. Mm -hmm. God is saying they didn't surrender to me. Mm -hmm. They won't worship me. They won't believe me. They'll rather make their own God. And God is justified in writing us off. Not them, writing us off. He would have been justified. But God, being all-knowing and all-powerful, comes up with a way to do it. He says, I am going to deal with my people, deal with their pain, but the way that I deal with it is going to be through the depths of my love. When we just came out of Ephesians, we heard him say that his power is imma- his power is un- um, his power is unmeasurable. But his love, you can't even measure his love. Mm-hmm. Paul even, ch- even challenged them. Go as far east and far away. Go into the depths. Go as high as you want to, low as you want to. And you will still not be able to measure God's love. Yeah, yeah, not that you can't find it. It's just that it's so deep you will never get to the end of it. That's good. That's good. Even though forgiveness travels out of your mouth, but it flows from your heart. Yeah. It travels out of your mouth, it flows from your heart. Have I helped anybody yet? Yeah. See, but this is the scheme that the devil is doing. He wants you to respond to the pain. Mm-hmm. He wants you to respond to the hurt. He wants you to respond to the, the foolish text messages. He wants you to respond to this in your windows that people are putting on Facebook. You, everybody know they talk about you. Even they know they talk about you. And then when you call them and ask them about it, no, nah, I, I ain't mentioned your name. We all know. But don't buy into that. Don't fail into that scheme. Don't fall into that scheme. Why? You answer schemes and pain. Reaffirm your love for them. Hey, look, 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 look. Watch this. Have you ever called someone that just hurt you to tell them how much you love them? Now I know you didn't call them and say block my block my number. I, I know you didn't call them and say, hey, don't call me back anymore. Now, I'm not telling you if somebody is beating you to stay in a relationship. That's not what this is. What I'm saying is how you treated me ain't gonna change how I love you. Now you still may need to move on, but okay, don't worry back. That was wrong or whatever's spoke. I'll send you my invoice later number one don't add to the pain yeah. number two forgive them comfort them quickly number three reaffirm your love let's look at verse um well the next text will be seize the opportunity that's verse 19. it says for this is why i wrote that i might test you and know whether you are obeying everything okay paul remember the background that i gave you when paul had already sent a letter and they disregarded everything that he wrote them, all the ways that he told them they were supposed to be, all the things that he told them they were supposed to do, what thus says the Lord, and they rejected what he sent them. He saying, so now I'm asking you to do this to see if you still gonna reject it. He's basically saying, you now can seize the opportunity. Seize what opportunity? To save a relationship. You can seize this, how? Often do you know how many chances do you think you're gonna get to fix a relationship? How many chances do you think you're gonna get to get reconciliation? Because I've seen so many people falling over the casket, crying because they was mad at mama over $2. And they didn't get a chance to fix it. They didn't, and they said, I never got a chance to fix it. I said, Did you did y'all argue? Didn't she die? They said, no. I said, how long ago was this? About six years. So, for six years, you didn't seize these opportunities. For six years, you let $200 separate you from your mother. For six years, you failed to seize the opportunity to reconcile a relationship. Paul is saying, don't let the opportunity pass to save a relationship. Now, watch this. I am not telling people. Now, if God tell you, "Hey, you shouldn't have been with him in the first place," that's you and God. Or if God tell you that you shouldn't be at this job in the first place, that's between you and God. But we're talking about relationships in the body. Are you willing to sing next to a person you can't stand? Are you willing to serve next to a person that you can't? Oh, if they, could, I ain't gonna be on that committee the they can day on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you missing the opportunity to say, "Hey, sister, can we can we talk?" Are we missing an opportunity to save somebody? Are we missing an opportunity to defeat the schemes of Satan? But most importantly, are we missing an opportunity to respond like God? Are we missing an opportunity? Man, we gotta seize every opportunity. Just like yesterday when, when we were eating and, the, and the, I, I saw how our little server was a little stressed out yesterday and I said, hey, excuse me sir, we about to go to the Lord in prayer over our food. I wanna know if there's anything that I can pray for you for. First he looked at me in shock. He said, oh. And he said, oh, nobody ever asked me that. You're coming by surprise. <laughs> I said, what, whatever it is, what would you like for me to pray for you for? I just did that to keep the relationship good. I did that because I'm a child of God. I don't know if he want or not, but I'm a child of God. So basically, I can't let the pain you cause me make me act outside of God's will for me. You are a child of God. And and because you are a child of God, the devil is launching schemes to try to get you to fall. He's launching schemes for you to miss opportunities. And then the person that you're mad at, they may not die, but they may move. If you and I have problems that are unresolved, and you send me a text, I'm reading that text through our problem. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one. Pastor, what are you saying? If you and I are at odds, and you send me a text back, that say, whatever. I'm not reading it as, whatever, it's a oh, whatever. <laughs> a text message is not the way to seize the opportunity. Some stuff needs to be in person. Some stuff, oh, that's the coronavirus. Get you some distance. meet the part a lot. Get nine or ten spaces, and so you can see, so that person can see how much you care. So they won't be able to interpret your words and fill in your blanks. Because I promise you, if somebody is mad at you or you are mad at them, truth be told, if you are mad at somebody and that person sends you a text message, you're reading that text message through your anger. Mm -hmm. But we got to respond like children of God of who God has called us to be, of who we were shouting over last Sunday for Resurrection and Passion Week. This is how God wants us to respond. If we're gonna stay together as a body, we can't let every little thing tear us apart. And you show me a marriage that ain't been through nothing, I show you a marriage that ain't about love. Because at one or any time, one or both of y'all thought about leaving. By the time he get home, me and all my stuff going to be gone. <laughs> and actually, I'm so mad, I ain't taking with me. He can't have it all. But then, something kicks in. The love you have kicks in. That love you have makes you seek forgiveness and retribution more than retaliation. The devil wants us to retaliate. He wants marriages to fall out. He wants houses of God to keep splitting. How you can have Logos and then then somebody gonna get mad and start Logos number two, and then somebody gonna get mad over there and they gonna split, gonna be Logos number three, and now we got a whole lot. Which Logos you go to? Number one, number. Or were you part of the split? See, and that's what happened. Churches begin to split. Why? Because there is no forgiveness. I, 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 I'm, I'm not being funny. I'm being real. Imagine what a true I'm sorry would have did. It would have saved you building a building. You could have built the one you was in. Come on in come on. How you had the money to build something new but wasn't willing to build? Okay, nothing. Verse eleven. So that we would not be outwitted by Satan. For we are not ignorant of this disguise. So, if we do all these things, you guys, we should be able to recognize the schemes of the devil. Amen? Amen. He says, when you respond quickly, when you don't add to the pain, it's because you recognize recognizing that, oh, whoa, 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 The devil don't want me to get this right. The devil don't want me to seize the opportunity. The devil don't want me to respond quickly. The devil don't want me to reaffirm my love. You know why? Oh, devil, just, just like I told you, I want you to know the schemes of the devil. The devil are not, is not sending rookie demons after you. He is watching your film. He is listening to your conversations. He is watching your character. And he is looking and listening and carefully plotting to exploit all of your weaknesses. Please understand, the devil is never attacking you in a strength. He's always looking to attack your weak points.
1: And whatever
0: spiritual weakness you have, you better rest assured the devil is there. His schemes are there. Now, let's do this, and we're going to go home. Let's look at Matthew 18, and all I'm going to do is read it. i stop here and there, but we're going to read it, and then we're going to go home. Because we're still talking about unforgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. There's danger in unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And this was a parable that Jesus was telling his people. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I'm to forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to them, I do not say to you seven times, but seven, seven times. Keep going. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle his accounts with his servant. Let me pause right here. Whenever somebody hurts you, you need to be more driven to settle it than to recount it. Amen? Because I will promise you this, the person who received the pain, remember it totally different than the one who caused the fact. Yeah. Because the person that got hurt know what show, what shoes you had on, or what jeans you had on, know where y'all was in the car, they know what radio station was on, what song was on, whether the sun was out, they knew what TV station was on, they knew who was at the house, they knew all that. Why? Because the pain has attached all of that stuff. So what you should do, instead of recounting what happened, just try to settle it. It don't don't even matter. It don't even matter what you did to me. I forgive you. Notice, the person that is to institute the reconcile is is not the one that caused the pain. Uh-oh. Oh, listen. Right. Crickets. You think because they did bad, they need to be running back to you because I didn't do anything to deserve this. God didn't have us running after him. He sent his love to us. He wanted to settle it. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, he ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had And the payment to be made. Now, let me pause right here. Go back one one slide. I just want to show y'all something. Uh, Another slide. Yes. That 10,000 talents was equivalent to 70 years of salary. I want you to know that there was no way the man couldn't pay it. There was no way he could pay it. Keep going. And since he could not pay it, since he could not, Not would not. Y'all follow me? Mm -hmm. It's not that he could pay it. It's not that he wouldn't pay it. He had no ability to pay it. His master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made. So he was going to have to stay and work that off forever. Right? Watch this. So the servant fell on his knees. Listen to the response. The servant fell on his knees. And begged him, implore him, have patience with me. I will pay you everything. First of all, he can't pay him everything. But just, just spare me, and I'll pay, and and I'll pay it. Watch this. And out of pity for him, oh my goodness, see, y'all don't know when to shout. <laughs> oh out of pity for him. So wait a minute. The one who, the one who was owed to. Was the one that had the pity. Notice that the man didn't have pity. The master had pity on the servant, and he released him. Wait a minute, and forgave him the debt. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We all had a debt, yes, yes, yes. and we heard and know that our debt will settle. But please understand that you don't have an outstanding balance. Somebody had you had a debt, and the debt had to be paid. Which means if you still would have owed it, there was no way you could be in right standings with God. So what happened is God had to find a way to settle your balance and to get you back. So the way so the way that he signed the check was L O V E. For God so loved the world. And the way that he paid a debt that you couldn't pay was because of love. Was because of love. Now, here's the kicker. Next verse. But when that same servant, whoa, whoa, whoa. The same servant that owed the master a debt that he could not repay. The same servant that just received mercy from the master. The same servant that had a debt of 70 years' worth of wages. The same servant just got mercy, just got released. Amen? That same servant. He went out, and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 denarii. Paul's right here. The same servant owed 70 years of wages. Right, Found A man that owed him One day of wages That's what a hundred denarii was One day of wages Watch this He seized him Choked him And said give me mine He seized him He choked him Wait a minute he added to the pain Uh, He added to the pain He did not Reaffirm his love He did not forgive him and comfort him immediately. No, he choked him and seized him and said, pay me what you owe. Next verse. So his fellow servant fell down. What? Wait, wait, wait. He fell down just like he fell down and said, have patience with me. Right. So the same man said the same thing and he got pity and now he is in the place of the one that's being owed yeah. and refused to give pity okay next verse but he refused and he went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt okay number one how he gonna pay the get in prison right. We don't know if he got sons or wives or daughters who can yeah. sell cattle. But, but how he going to pay the debt in prison? See, this ain't like, you got to remember, this is not CCC. When you get a calling a, a, a card call and, call, and you can call home collect and say, hey, I need y'all to come down here and get me, give me, bail. That's not this situation. Yeah. This man now has become a slave of the other man because he owed him. Yeah. Right. But he refused. Next verse. And when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. Yeah. Okay, can I can I pause right here? When the people watching what happened, they weren't happy with how it was worked out. They they intervened. Oh, I wish I had some people in church and said, oh, no, 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 no. I, I think you handled that wrong y'all let's sit down, let's, let, let's come together let's forgive one another, let's love one another, let's reconcile let's get back, why? because we are one body and when one part of the body is in pain, the whole part of the body is affected, when one part of the body is limping, the whole body is limping, see I can't limp and leave part of my body they were distressed and they was not happy how it was being held. ah and they reported it. And they went and reported it to their master. I'm done. They went and reported it to the master. Then the master summoned them. Wait a minute. This is the same master that forgave him. Yeah. Right? The same master that forgave a debt that he could not pay. Has now heard that you have been forgiven of something you could not pay. Yeah. An amount greater than the one that somebody owed you but yet you wouldn't extend them what I extended you. Okay. This master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant. Oh, I'm done. You wicked servant. I forgave you. I forgave you all the debt because you did And should not you have had mercy on your fellow for servant you so as I had have had mercy. Can I can I can I pause for a moment to say this? Unforgiveness is a scheme of Satan. Yes, it is. Because forgiveness is a trait of a child of God. Yes. And forgiveness, God is saying, the same way that I forgave you. Yeah. Yeah. You too should forgive. Everybody, not just one person. How many of you know exactly what God forgave you for? How many of you know exactly how many times God had to forgive you? How many of you know the exact number? When Peter was asking, well, how many times I'm supposed to forgive him? You know, seven? So after eight, he good. I don't have to forgive him no more. He wasn't saying seven. Do it 77 times. No, he was saying as much as needed. Just like now I want to pause again. What if God? What if God? You know how we say, Pastor, I'ma forgive, but I ain't gonna forgive oh you. What if God would have said, I'ma forgive you, but I ain't gonna forget. No, he says he took what we did, he forgave it, then he forgot it. In the scripture, he says he put it into the lake. Of forgetfulness See you gotta find you a lake to throw it into And start forgiving people Just like God forgave you Reaffirm your love to them Don't add to the pain Um, Forgive them And comfort them Immediately seize the opportunity To reconcile the relationship Yeah. I don't know about you but God Forgave me of the many things that I didn't even know of That he forgave me right, right, right. And a whole lot of stuff that I know of yes, right, right, right. But even while Jesus was being nailed to the cross mm. He says Father Forg- Forgive me While they were in the act the, yeah. Of causing pain yeah. Yeah. He str- Instead of lifting his hands in violence uh-huh. He lifted his eyes in hope and says, Father, woo, forgive them. For they know. Pastor, how do we forgive? Say, Father, forgive them. They don't they don't know what they're doing. They don't, but but what they need, now watch this. They don't need to know that I know. They just need to know that I love them. I love them in spite of what they do. I love him. Now, this is the thing. If you choose not to offer the same forgiveness, now I got a free finish reading the text. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Keep going. So I also, so also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. From your heart. Forgiveness comes out of your mouth. But it flows from the fountain of your heart. Yes, sir. He says that if you are a child of God. You should respond like God. And the way that you respond like God. Is to forgive yes. like God. And, and I'm just remembering right now. When the four men carried the paralytic. And they opened up the ceiling, and they worked together to lower that man down. Yeah, yeah. Look at what Jesus didn't do when he forgave him. He didn't ask him where he been. Right, right. He didn't ask him what he did. He didn't ask him how long it has been. No, look at and Watch this. He also didn't hesitate to forgive him. That's right. He says, sons, your sins have been forgiven, not where you've been. Oh, when the prodigal son returned home, the father was looking for him the whole time. And it says though, the father saw the son in a distance. It says the son was walking, and the father ran to him. So who do you think covered the most ground? My, 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 my. And when the when the son came home, he 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 put the garment around. And when the son came home, he he put the ring on his finger. When the son came home, he made sure that the son felt like it had never happened. That's how we are to forgive. We ought to make people re- believe and understand, forgive in such a way that it erases all the pain. Hmm. We got to get outside of the council culture. The last instance I want to give you, and I know it disturbed many people, and I'm probably going to ruffle for some feathers for those in here or maybe some that's listening. But I remember recently in Dallas, Texas, a, a white female officer entered into an apartment that did not belong to her. And she said, I didn't know it was my apartment. I don't know whether or not that was true, but it was a black man's apartment, and she assumed somebody was in her apartment. She shot some rounds, and she killed this man, this innocent black man. Well, she went to court, and, there was, and she was found guilty. And in court, before they sentenced they often give the family an opportunity to just say whatever on their heart to the person that has caused them pain. Many people got up there and said, you deserve to go to jail. Some got up there and said, you getting what you deserve. But then his brother got on the stand. And his brother says, you caused my family pain. He says, but my brother would want me to forgive you. He says, I forgive you. He turns to the judge and says, judge, can I give her a hug? So she knows that I mean it. Some people was like, why we got to always be the bigger person? Why we got to be the one that turned the other cheek? Well, you don't have to turn the other cheek. It's just set aside for children of God. It's expected for you to turn on the cheek if you're a child of God. I don't want to have to take the high road. Well, the high road is reserved for the children of God. He says, I forgive you. And, can I hug? and that love moved through the courtroom till the judge came off the bench and says, can I hug you too? And, and, and what I'm trying to show you is that when we show up and forgive people like God, and we can come together as one, and we can always be one in the body, always be one in the faith, always be one in hope, always be the one in Jesus Christ. Why? Because forgiveness is the pillar and the failsafe that keeps us together. You have done me wrong, but I love you more than the wrong you've done. We cannot allow this cancel culture to make you lose everything because of this one thing. We cannot allow the cancel culture that God, that, that the devil has put in place. You got to remember, the part of the scheme is not to distance you from God. The part of the scheme is to distance you from God and not know it was the devil the whole time. That's why I said the plan is sleight of hand. Yeah. I'll even say this to you, and I'm, and I'm done. The devil will get somebody influenced. The devil will pay one person a million dollars to kill everybody else. The devil will allow an artist to sign a multimillion-dollar contract to wear some Satan shoes. To make it, it can't be bad, it's just fashion. It it, it can't be bad, we just playing. Don't forget we said we putting real blood in the soles. Oh, that's what the advertisement is on these Satan shoes. That every pair of shoes come with one drop of human blood. You don't believe me, look it up. But it's introduced as fashion. The devil won't come out and say, this is a scheme, don't fall for it. No, I gotta pay one man a million dollars to destroy everybody else. So what they did was they just painted the noose a different color. Come on now. They'll send you to jail for stuff people going free over. Make you think you're not worth it. Make you think that you've done it so bad that God couldn't have forgiven you. Look at all you've done. You really, you really, you really. Did. Man, you didn't cheated. You've lied. You've murdered. You've stole. You've done all this. And you really think God going to forgive you. No, I don't think he's going to forgive me. I think he already has. Yeah. Because the price has already been paid way back 2000 year on Calvary, the price was paid for us. Yeah. And the fact the price was paid, I am a child of God. And yeah. since I'm a child of God, I'm going to recognize the schemes of the devil. And one way of recognize the scheme of the devil is to not operate within his scheme. And one of the schemes of the devil is unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, not tomorrow, today, because tomorrow is not promised. But today, get some relationships right. Don't rehash the pain. Resurface the love. Hello again. This is Faith. Thank you so much for allowing us to share the Word of God with you today. But if you would like to witness a live presentation of the Word of God, join us Sunday mornings at 1045 at the Logos and Life Community Church. 8805 Juella Avenue, Suite 121 in Shreveport, Louisiana. And again, we say thank you. And we pray that the word you received was a blessing and an enhancement to your life. And may God continue to bless you. This is our prayer.